Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us in another episode of the Walk the Line podcast, hosted by myself, Ryan Walker. Again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a couple of weeks since I've uh, uploaded an, an episode, and I've just been busy. I'd love to say that I've been jet-setting about living a high life, but it's just not been it. It's literally not been it at all. I really wish I could do that. But the restrictions over in the UK are now starting to be lifted. We're allowed to get outside. The pubs are open. The birds are tweeting, the sky is open, the sun is shining, it's beautiful. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great time to be alive, I should say. Always keep positive, guys, no matter what happens. Always keep positive. So, yeah, guys, I have to appreciate everyone who's listening because last month we had one of the most downloads I've ever had in one month. Uh, a lot of people were listening, and I cannot thank you enough, and I can't. I can, I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't know what to say. I am so overwhelmed with all the support I'm getting over the past year and a half since I've been doing this. I, I look as if, it seems as if I'm doing something right. It's always a good thing. It's a good thing. But enough of me being all sentimental and mushy. Let's get on and introduce today's guest. Today I am introducing Callum Mack. Callum Mack! I love this kid, man. He is absolutely brilliant. Callum is a, a podcaster, a radio host, a DJ. There's no bound to this guy's talents. I was on his show uh, previously. Callum got in touch with me previously about a week ago, and he created a, a show that it's a game show. Now I'm going to, of course, I'm going to jump on this game show and absolutely nail it. Nope, I absolutely sucked at it. So keep an eye out for the Facebook page and all that when Callum releases it, and you can laugh at how stupid I am at this game show that, I, that Callum created. It's really good entertainment. Callum's a very talented guy. He's done, he's, he's doing well, he's doing well. Come set up his own podcast show called The Weekly Crack with Mac. The best name for a show ever. But he's some interviewing celebrities from the entertainment industry. And he's doing a lot of interviewing with TikTok stars, such as like, I don't know if you know TikTok at all, such as The Pool Guy, Ollie Ball, and Megan Bolton. So he's getting the big names out there. He's uh, started this podcast, I've checked it out a few times, and it's very entertainment. Very entertaining. Callum's a great guy. We have a good chat on this podcast about random stuff, about podcasting, how much he hates uh, uh, Nick Grimshaw and what his ambitions are for the future. So, guys, without further ado, please welcome Callum Mack. Callum, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? I am very good, Ryan. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We had a little conversation just before this when we described it. It was we have, beautiful. We have the, this, I feel bad now because I said that <laughs> don't worry about swearing on this show. This is not a kid's show. We talk about anything. And he went, and Callum decided to say to me that I didn't know about that his show that he has is very strict language barrier. Now, bear in mind, I was on his show on a couple of days ago. Uh. I don't know this language, but this language um, uh, kind of barrier was there. I was deciding to say I was effing blind and everywhere. Uh, so I apologize. We'll, we'll make an exception because it was in good circumstances. I had to, um, I was actually on a podcast yesterday. I was on someone else's show, Sheila, Sheila Logan. She was a guest on my podcast last year. And eventually she's got a massive, she's got like a three or four month waiting list on a show. And eventually I uh, got on a show 
and um, she was like, oh, we like this, keep this a family friendly podcast. We don't want any profanities. We've got the bleep button there. And I'm like, are you sure you want me on this show? Have you heard what I've been doing? Do you remember when you I was interviewing you and I was calling everyone if this, I was calling everyone a fucking a shit bastard and all that? But can you imagine how annoying it is to consistently have that bleep button and having to press it every single time you want to edit our language? To be honest, it's going to be so frustrating to actually do that. I tell you what, she, her finger, she would have been, it would have been worn out by the end of the episode if I had, if she didn't actually mention that to me, I would have just went off in one and just went, yeah, because all of it's starting businesses and I've started my own business before and it was all about entrepreneurship and all that bollocks. And uh, yeah, I would have went off in one. I was like, yeah, fucking start a business. It's shit, don't do it. And I was literally that close because one of my mates, Adam Story, he started up his own business and he came out with a quote, which I think is the funniest quote in the world. And he, I want to make it into a T-shirt. He basically turned around and goes, if you want to be successful in business, sometimes you've got to suck a dick. And I was literally in stitches. And I was that close, so close to mentioning that on the show. And I was like, oh my God. So Question is, how, how much would you sell that T-shirt for? Do you know what? That's going to be one of those premium buys, limited edition, 30 quid a pop. Made made by the finest Egyptian cotton, sewn by on the thighs of virgins in the Philippines or something like that. You know what I mean? You've just put an image in my head that I'm never going to be able to get out in my whole entire life. I'm not, However long I'm on the planet, I'm never going to get that image out of my head. Well, my work here is done, Callum. My work here is done. <laughs> I'm happy at that. So we, I want to get you on the show because I was on your show in, uh, the, uh, a couple of days ago, which is an amazing platform, an amazing idea. It's, it's a game show we were on, wasn't it? A game show. A show that incorporates games together. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Where did this come from? Why this? And how do you come up with them? Because all these games are all off the top. You make them up, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do make them up. Um, it, it takes... Uh, it's an interesting concept because uh, at the end of the day, I wanted to have the chance to... I mean, one way to really get to know people is... is is games. I mean, if, if, you, if you're doing a game, it's a good way to connect with someone. Um, instead of, you know, just having a normal conversation, if you, if you, if you have a purpose, then, you know, you, you could, you're interacting well and it, and it establishes good relationships. Um, the, the game shows were um, thought up in about five minutes. <laughs> I, I, it was, it was a struggle because I, I didn't actually, uh, at first I thought of a concept to um, have you know, different ideas, looking at different ideas and, 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 and putting them in my own spin. Yeah. So um, I thought each game has to have their own identity, you know, and um, I had to make sure they had to be appealing because if I wanted somebody to take on the game, then I had to make sure that they were appealing to those people. Um, because if I felt that they weren't appealing, then I think that they wouldn't have been appealing to the people that I wanted to um, have them take part. And they would, yeah, they wouldn't be interested. Oh. Would they? they would be very lackluster. And they were like, oh, bold and all that sort of stuff, wouldn't they? Yeah, has to be, has to be alive, you know. And, and, and before I put them out, I have to be satisfied with them myself. Yeah. It's with any of my content, really. If, if if I'm not satisfied with it, I won't put it out. I have to be satisfied. It, are you, it, that, are you of, that much of a perfectionist, though? I was just about to say that. Yeah, I, I am a bit of a perfectionist, but um. You know, you got I got all my friends saying, "Oh, just 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 lay low." You know, it, it doesn't matter. This is this is just the whole um, yeah. this is the whole shindig. But I'm like, 
I'm a craftsman. You know, I, I want the best possible product to go out there because if I want somebody to see my talent, I want to make sure that I'm satisfied with it to put it out. It's that whole confidence barrier, really. So, I mean, I used to be like that when I started doing my podcast and whatever did anything to do with social media content wise, I used to be such like a perfectionist side of stuff. And through the years I've been doing it, I've decided to turn around and just go, well, that's, if it's like that, it's like that. Just just get out. It's better to put content out there than just putting nothing at all because you're so much, if you're so much of a perfectionist, you're never, nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be good enough. And it started to run me up. Yeah. There's one particular time has just happened to me two days ago. Because I was on um, uh, a guest on someone else's show. And I can't even remember what it's called. It'll come to me at some point. I'll post up my Facebook page anyway. And uh, it was all about my story. All about me. Because I like to listen to people's stories and stuff. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go on someone else's show. Advertise myself about what I'm all about and what I've been doing. And I went on yeah. this. I literally, when I get going, and I just don't shut up. And I swear, I it was about forty-five minute conversation, right? And I swear, this the host on this, bless her, Sarah, she must have had like two sentences in that whole forty-five minutes. It was just me going. I went off. There was no going back. I, I was gone. The ball. So I kicked the ball. I went for it. I ran, and she was like, "I'm just going to let you go with it." So I thought that was a really good episode. That was really, really good. Now she released it. And basically what happened was, because she, I normally use Zoom, I've got all my uh, podcasting set up for Zoom and all that sort of stuff that we're doing now. She uses Zencaster. Now, it went defaulted, the mic defaulted to my webcam mic. So I'm thinking, I'm talking through this mic, but it wasn't. It was recording through my webcam mic, and the audio was absolutely a fucking atrocious. It was, I cringed at it. I was like, I could have I listened to five minutes of it. So I was like, oh, man. So that is one thing that really, really winds me up. I mean, I like, I feel using a mic does enhance the voice a lot. But I noticed that whenever I'm doing an interview without a mic, I still sound fine. Um, so, so if you feel like you sound good with a mic, God knows how you're going to feel when you sound without a mic. So it's, it's kind of that whole, you know, confidence barrier. But you've been doing this sort of stuff for a long, long time, though, haven't you? you it's, it's, um, it's like you won't even imagine. It's age 14, you started your, your radio career at 14 years old. I did. That's a big I jump. Did. That's a big jump. That too young. <laughs> Parental guidance. Um, you think that was too no, young? Yeah, do you think that was too young or do you think that was okay? I think it was fine. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, you know, I was a bit immature for my age. I still am right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> immature at 24 years old. I'll but, um, it, it gave me that sort of that platform because I was always I was always interested in the whole radio aspect. I always knew that I had a talent for it. I always knew I had the voice for it. I always knew yeah. I was going to end up in it. So I always thought I need to start off quite young. I need to start doing things. I was in my house. I didn't have many hobbies. You know, I was kind of that kid on the laptop watching uh, Come Down With Me. You know, I was, I was that kind of kid. What a show. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> yeah, that. I think the um, guy who did the so voiceover to, just jump in, the, the guy who did the voiceover to Come Down With Me is probably the greatest voiceover talent in the world. I still like the X Factor guy. Do you? Oh, no, the Come Down With Me guy is so much better. He is Come amazing. Come guy is good. But then you've got the big brother guy as well. Oh, we're getting we're we're hitting the big the big leagues now, aren't we? We're talking about the big brother guys, X Factor. Oh yeah. These are these if there was a Mount Rushmore of like kind of commentators, they three would be on it at least. They'd be there. They'd be there all the time. <laughs> but um yeah, you know, 
I thought I needed to get myself out there. I needed to start with a platform. So I had, I met my best friend, Matthew, my best mate, Matthew at the time. And he had an interest in it as well. He didn't want to go into it as a career, but we thought, you know, we'd have our own Sunday slot. We'd get into it. We'd, we'd start interviewing, you know, a lot of people. We'd start getting our names out there. And we did that for a, quite a while mm. as young presenters. And I think at the same time, the station that I was working on, they needed more youth. Um, no, no offense to the elderly uh, population, yeah. but, you know, the station manager came up to us and said, we, we, we pitched what we wanted to do. And he said, yeah, we need more youths on the show. We need we need to have more youths coming into the station and, and, and bringing some new content because we had a completely different generation. We had a lot more ideas to bring to the table um, that, of course, the older generation weren't familiar of. So they thought, okay, this might be quite good. This can attract younger um, audience members. So we thought, yeah. right, this could be quite good. So we presented a um, Sunday show at two to five um, every Sunday, which was a lot of fun. We did loads of quizzes. We did... Um, uh, some cool mixes. We'd have a recurring theme. So one week we play songs by Abba, the next week we play songs by Elton John, and it'd go on and go on and go on. And we'd have special guests in. We get you know people from the school we knew. We knew a lot of people from the community. We brought them in. So it was kind of that fresh breath air to um, that the station really needed. Was that was that like a, you say as a community? Is that like a hospital radio sort of stuff, or was it just like a community local... radio? Just so local. Community Just radio, yeah. Local community. So that's so great. Yeah. That's where a lot of people start from. Whenever you hear people that are on the radio stations, they always start from stuff like that, don't they? That sort of age to kind of yeah. pay their dues and get, get an understanding of the industry sort of thing, don't they? And it's, it's but I just knew I knew at that age and and um you know, not being um overly confident, but I just I just knew at that that sort of age, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because you go into a station and you get on the mic and you feel so comfortable with it. And, 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 and a lot of people that I knew when I said, you know, why don't you come on and do a quiz? As the guests, they're nervous. True. So when I was in the seat, it was game time. I had a job to do. I had to do that job for three hours nonstop. You know, when, when I have a task to do, I always have to do it to the best of my ability. That's no, uh, no questions. No que yeah. you, when you say about your guests, did you have any like kind of crazy guests come on? Like, proper like horrible guests we actually had a guy that auditioned for x factor years no. ago one of those cardiff guys <laughs> did he really um, oh that's gonna be great yeah his name was, his name was ragsy he was, he was a good singer and he actually performed live on the show which was which was really good um yeah it was more community members i think we got the mayor of our town on at one point every every i've noticed that every community every local show always has to have the mayor on the mayor loves it he's like it must be one of these ticks in the box i have to go on a every single community show every other month it's like a must do for any station they they they, they can't function properly without interviewing the local mayor it's just yeah. impossible you're not you're not a proper station you've not interviewed the mayor yet so we can't take yeah. you seriously until you do you can't so have, you can't you can't have the blue verify tick yet <laughs> yeah that's it that's it. it's the community tick can't get anything can't get anything yeah. oh, i can imagine that's, that's a, that must be a bit of a nerve-wracking thing when you're so young and you're interviewing all these sort of people. Do you ever get like kind of nervous when you do stuff like that? Did you ever kind of suffer Absolutely with it a little not. bit? Absolutely not. Really? I was always, uh, yeah, I was I was always quite confident at that age. I knew that um, if if you know it, it was something very important and it was my reputation on the line. You know, I I had to had to put on a good front. You know, and to make that lasting impression. So when I meet the person next time, let's say I did interview the mayor. I would want him to remember me for the good job I did. I wouldn't yeah. want to be remembered for the bad job that I did. You know, yeah. I, it always has to be the 
you know, it's that long lasting impression. And that's with everyone I interview, you know, I have to leave that long lasting good impression. So I get good reviews from it and yeah. then it will attract more people to a show that I'm doing. But the thing is, is interviewing, everyone says, especially podcasting as well, it's more of a skill than anything else. It's You can't just like switch a mic on and be like Michael like, Parkinson nah, yeah. or Graham Norton and stuff like that straight off the bat. It's a skill. You have to perfect it and you have to perfect your own style. More than a, a, lot of these, a lot of these people, you know, they need to realize that a lot of newscasters, a lot of journalists, when they're live on TV, they're reading off a script. Yeah. You know, they're reading off a telecast script, you know. Uh, like Ant and Deck, what you see them doing, they're reading off the thing in front of them. Mm, it's yeah. how you present it. It's how you present it. And there's these things that all come in that package. Confidence, mm. personality, you know, the way you present your script, the way, you know, your movements, work ethic, all oh. these things are, are really important. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. You always think about it. And, and a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you and just, if you're interviewing a very special guest, you know, it, it's common sense to do the research into that person so you know exactly what you're going to ask the person. Yeah. Because if you go in an interview, interviewing an MP and you don't exactly know what you're going to talk to it, and if you have that interview without having anything there, it's going to make you look quite foolish if you don't have, yeah. you know, the material to interview this person. And you're going to look a bit of a fool. And that's not, it's all about keeping your reputation up. I did that before. I remember doing that when I first started doing this show, sort of thing. I had um, a few times I just didn't do any sort of like kind of um, like research or anything like that. And then I was just like, just winging it. I just wing it because I always used to just wing stuff throughout my life. I have you're constantly. In, you're, you're in it to wing it, aren't you? In it I, to wing it. That's it, uh, yeah. And I just make it up as you go along. And I'll, I'll, I honestly used to live my life like that. Just make it up as I go along. Just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going to do it anyway, you know? That's why I, start, I started doing like kind of uh, gaming. I used to do Twitch stuff as well. I used to, I'll stop doing it now. You can't I used to do a lot a of streaming. And, uh, I used to start and do that, and I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just learning by doing, and this is what I've been doing with this. But it's putting the research and then doing it, and actually looking at other people and looking at how they do things, and then developing your own style. One of the big guys that I did enjoy, that I think is one of my, if I could interview the way his style is, I'd love to be like him. Is the guy you ever seen the YouTube show The Hot Ones? I'm not. This guy, Sean, Sean, oh shit, what's his name? Sean Williams, Sean Phillips, something like that. You type in YouTube and type in the hot ones. His interviewing and his research is absolutely amazing. He's got these A-list celebrities on there. And obviously it's him doing all this research. And they're basically eating hot wings. And they're all like A <laughs> celebrities. He's got like Kevin Hart. He's got like The Rock and all these sort of big names. But he's he's asking them questions about stuff that no one asks that no one needs to know about. The research he does is brilliant. And the and there's so many people that go on his show and he's like, I do even know, how do you know this stuff? Nobody's asked me this sort of stuff before. This is amazing. And that is what's different, what makes him such a good personality and a good interviewer sort of thing. So it's his research is perpetrable, which I've learned the hard way. And when, you know, when if you want to attract celebrities to the show, let's say you managed to get one interview with one celebrity, one yeah. off. It's, you know, that whole interview is quite vital for the way you ask questions and the way you're talking and the way you're presenting yourself. And then if it goes well, you're publishing it, other celebrities will listen. And if you approach them, you're more than likely going to gonna get the chance to interview that celebrity because they've heard, oh, okay, you interviewed one of my friends. 
I like that. I'm going to come on your show because you've got good interviewing skills. So it's all about showcasing yourself and your personality more than anything. It's vital. Very good. That's good. That's basically what how it's just getting that one thing. Once you get that, you're you're fucking sorted, sort of thing. So we're doing all right there, to be fair. So, I mean, you, you've done a lot of things after your community radio. You went into like, can I? You went to obviously uh, um, Cardiff, Wales, Cardiff, Wales, Cardiff University studying. Are you are you a Welsh a Welsh born and bred man? No, I'm not. I was a London born and bred man, but uh, of course I had family living in Wales at the time. So I thought it'd be good just to, you know, um, go and stay with them uh, whilst, um, you know, in between the the, the university years uh, and that. So I was lucky to actually have family in that sort of yeah. area. So I wasn't a lone fish in a big, massive pond. I love Cardiff. And a night out, Cardiff is amazing. I, I've got a lot of yeah. Welsh friends and oh, going out with them in Cardiff. On I've, d- I've done the pub crawl. Oh, and it's, it's fucking crazy. It is, man. So it's one, they always, what we always start off with is when you come out the train station, is it the Prince of Wales right at the station, that big massive Witherspoons pub that's there? Oh, yeah. On rugby day. On oh, rugby day. Start there and then it's game on. I remember one time it was, it was, when was it? It was, um, it was during the, 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 the rugby. The rugby was playing in the Millennium Stadium and all of us were in, I think we were down in one of the pubs somewhere and England just got beat. And um, which is obviously a really good thing, but then Scotland. You know, it's, after. Extra, it's extra special when um, Wales beat England. You won't get that with any other game. Wales, Italy, if it. they win, fine. But if 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 Wales beat England, it's like woohoo! Yeah, we'll just go out and actually get absolutely smashed. That's it. So the that the so the time was buzzing. So I'm like Scotland's playing next. I, I was pissed out. I was so drunk right then. And I was like, right, I need to find a Scotland top. So there's me drunk at my head walking through the town of. Uh, Cardiff, going into all these shops trying to find a Scotland rugby top in Wales, and all the and literally, I'm walking past people who are coming out the stadium. I'm just sitting looking at them, going, "Do you know where I can get a Scotland top?" And they're just looking at me, going, "Hey, you're in Wales, boy. Oh, what's the matter with you?" And I'm just like, "Holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing." It was ridiculous. Never. No offense to like, no offense to the Welsh people, because I got a load of Welsh friends. The accent annoys the fuck out of me. I've, I've never been so riled up by the accent. It's just some of the words they've come up with. And they always talk so fast, you can never understand what they're saying. I love the Welsh accent. I think it's great. It's like, uh, hey, who whose coat is this jacket? <laughs> You're like, what? What? What is the matter here? You crazy son of a bitch. He goes, oh, what's the other one that always used to, always used to rile me up? It's like uh, if you could guess, was it? If you could guess how many chickens are in my satchel, I'll give you both of them. Oh, like, my, oh god. my god! That was a shocking Welsh accent, by the way. Good Welsh impression, but oh really? yeah, some of them are fucking. The, the, I think the more the more you go into the valleys, the the the, the crazier it gets. And I heard a lot of shit goes down there. I've been in there. That's where my mates are from in the valley. So the more we were up to the valleys, up the hills, and you're looking down on Cardiff, and it's just like. Where the hell are oh, we going? Far away. You'll uh, never know until you drive away. That's, uh, yeah, or you're going to get fucking stabbed or anything like that by a crazy Welshman because you're taking the piss out of him. You know what I mean? Get your coat on. Where's your coat, buddy? <laughs> oh, Christ. Mental, mental. So you, she obviously went in Wales. So are you back in uh, you back in uh, England now? You're down London way, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the beautiful Lake District, a beautiful oh, private District, yeah. uh, residence. Just how I like it. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm back here. I've been here for a while now. So it's it's great to be back in, uh, I would say, civilization, but 
less civilization. Less where civilization. I what, what were you up to? Because obviously you've been doing this, the, the shows and all that sort of stuff. How did the COVID situation kind of hinder? Because you've got the, the one thing that I admire about yourself, coming because you've got such, you've got a goal, you've got an idea of where you want to get to. Did that last year, did that really kind of hinder it? Did that put the brakes on things? Yeah. Um, it really did because I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of a lot of plans, but I'm grateful the fact that the virus actually did um, come when it did because I wouldn't have had the opportunity to come up with all these ideas and actually sit down and and, and plan all the projects that I'd done. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't do that, I would be completely somewhere. You know, I probably would have gone off the railroad in where I wanted to go. So I'm grateful that the virus happened because it's given me this extra drive over this past year to do exactly what I want to do and get to the place I want to go and actually develop my uh, resume to get more experience and to showcase exactly what I've got. So, so for people to listen, I obviously mentioned your goal. What is the final goal? Uh, it will be to be a success. Oh, it'll be a I'm come up with words now. to be a successful uh, presenter on uh, national radio. Um, oh, I love that! You know, Radio One is the dream. Um, I've signed one. up to a, 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 an online uh, an online um, program uh, for Radio oh. One, uh, and people say it's hard to get into. But if you know you've got the talent, if you if you've got the drive and the enthusiasm, you can get where you need to go. And I know I'm more talented than Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> That's a big suit. I love that. He's a prick, isn't he? He's a fucking prick. I just cannot stand him. I cannot stand him. How did he get? Is that that's the same guy who went on the X Factor judge as well, wasn't it? Yeah. How he managed to get that gig is ridiculous. Who did he suck off to get that gig? I tell you, that's all I'm worried about. I mean, he plays the music. You know, that's all he's. The only reason he knows music is because he plays it twenty four seven on the radio. Yeah. He doesn't know the ins and outs of what makes a good singer. Yeah, he just plays their record. That's he all thinks, he does, and he thinks he's some sort of fucking influencer because of it. No, he's he's really not. Like I've always said, if if I was a radio <laughs> presenter, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be in the limelight. You know, I I don't, I don't want mainstream social media, Instagram followers, or 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 Twitter followers. I just want to be able to do my job, and come home and live in peace. Like you cool. mentioned later in the show, with some of the more stuff I've told you about myself. Um, I just want to be able to do a job and come home and get paid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. true. I don't that's want, it. I don't want the, the fame from it. Don't, I don't, don't, I don't want, want fame. fame. Do you think you think that's going to counteract me? Because it is a little bit of a knife edge and something that sort of side of stuff. It's like with even any sort of presenting role, even if it's TV, radio, or anything like podcasting, you're kind of susceptible to a little bit of fame. Yeah, I, obviously, yeah, because it's 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 guaranteed. Yeah, because um. The people are going to be tuning in to see you or they're tuning in to see the program. You're going to be presenting it. So you're in the forefront of it. You know, you're in the forefront of it. So obviously you're going to get a lot of attention from it. I'm happy for that. But when it comes to, you know, all these, all these influencers, all these presenters, they want more and more. They're, they're, they're fame greedy. They want to go on to Instagram and showcase the next Gucci bag they've got or the next Rolex watch. I don't want to be kind of like that. You know, I just want to be able to do my job, be good at it and be appreciated for it. I wouldn't want to show off my fancy lifestyle that all these presenters do do. You know, I wouldn't want to be like that because I, I don't think that kind of makes a good presenter. 
Yeah, because they're more worried. They, they, I think they get into the job because of the fame and not because of the job. The job becomes secondary. They're just worried about the, the fame behind it first, it, aren't they? That, you're right. It, it, they, they, they put their wealth before the job, and that is not the way to go about it. You should be in that job to love and do it. Some of these people, honestly, Ryan, I think you can agree with me on that, that they're only in it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And that really does frustrate me a lot. You should be in it because you love it. You're given this great opportunity to showcase who you are, mm. broadcasting to loads of different people across the airwaves. You know, that chance doesn't come around that often. Yeah. So That's I think it. people are more appreciative of what they're doing. And plus, you can tell when people are looking at it because of the money side of stuff, because the passion comes out more. You know, you, you know someone who loves the job sort of things. I was, I would say, like, can I present a sort of like, can I... Like an Anne Deck, for instance, you could, I know they get paid absolute shitloads of money, but you can tell they love doing it. They love speaking to people and they have such a yeah. good time doing it. And Graham Norton is another one. He just loves what he does because you can tell he, he's been doing it for a number of years because he enjoys it and his passion comes out in his shows. But you can also especially tell the people who don't give a shit about the job, they're just there for their fucking paycheck. You can, it's yeah. really obvious in the work. Hashtag Grimshaw. Um, we're gonna start a trend here. Anyone who start a new Facebook group, we hate Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> we we get like we create the best memes about that. It would be brilliant, but would be good. it's just the power hungry. If you're in the job for so long, you 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 get to a point in that that ladder where you feel like you're untouchable, mm. and that you're always gonna get the biggest paychecks. Who gives a fuck about that? Just do the fucking job, you know. Do your fucking job and. Be grateful that you're given this chance to, to, to do it because yeah. a lot of people don't get that opportunity. A lot of people, you know, who come from less privileged backgrounds might not get any chances to do anything they love. And it really frustrates me that all these, these money-grabbing scum, that it, they just look down on people that, are, 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 you know, have less advantages to actually succeed. And it would be my goal if I make it success to change that for, you know, some of the underprivileged children that don't get, you know, enough, like one of the ambitions I've got is um, in the area that I live, um, um, one of the schools doesn't have um, the access to soccer pitches or football pitches, sorry. So I would put the, um, you know, I would put money towards creating those yeah. pitches for those kids to breed the next generation of footballers from the country. That's it. Get back to the, the younger community. That's the main thing. That's just what a lot of people are kind of, not doing and I think I'm, I'm a, it's very admirable what you're doing I wish a lot of people had your sort of mindset and your sort of generosity more than anything because, yeah uh, it's frustrating a lot of people just look out for themselves nowadays which is quite disheartening and and it is the prime example of that was the uh you a big football fan um if anyone doesn't know that I'm a big football fan and that's why that European Super League that came out absolutely oh. frustrated me because it, it just it, it was just the, the prime example of greed You've seen all these people dying in hospitals mm. um, with, you know, with coronavirus and they're on a Zoom call figuring out who's going to get the biggest paycheck of a lot of them when they break away into the Super League. It, it's disgusting. And it's just the prime example of greed. And if we can weed this greed out, this world would be much better. Very true. Very true. And something is on its, do you know what it's, it's, Something's going to happen over the... This is what I've been thinking over the past few months, sort of thing. Something's going to happen because we can only take so much with all this bullshit that's going on. You know, we've been stuck indoors. We've seen the pandemic. The government has... To be fair, the government could have done a lot worse. Don't get me wrong, you know. Uh, the Chancellor did a lot to help people in furlough and all that sort of schemes. But they still yeah. have 
they've not done it the best. They did what they could, and I appreciate that. And I was, I think Boris Johnson gets a lot of shit for unnecessary shit because people are just out for him. Fair enough, he is going to be looked into being a naughty bastard because he's been doing some dodgy dealings. But it's the problem is what's happening now. It's the background stuff that people are uh, realizing that the the common man like myself and you and Dave down the street and Joanne just up the road. We're the sort of people who I run met this. Dave before he's a legend. He's a good lad. Joanne's a bit of a bitch though, but uh, he's uh, we're the sort we're the people that fucking run the run the country, not them. They just do what we that they think is best for us. It's, it's not best for us because what's going to happen now is we're going to start fucking getting pissed off with it. Things are going to happen. People are going to get fucked off and shit is going to go downhill. And I tell you one thing, it's going to go back because we are literally. We learn by history repeats itself all the time. And this is one thing they don't understand. You keep pushing the, the British public to a certain point. We are a very proud country. We're a very proud people. You start to push us to a certain point. We will push back. Now, they're just looking yeah. for one person. They're looking for one person to back. And that's going to be a normal person. It's going to be someone with a voice. That's all it is. And ideas well, you know, that they can stand behind. Someone for the people. Yes. Like I, I my, my kind of, I, I love a nickname, the presenter of the people, you know, presenter of the people. That's, that's my sort of vibe, you know, normal people, you know, as a person, you're always going to get people that don't like you. And there's going to be people that do like you. But the difference is, is that they respect you for doing what you do. Yeah. These high authority figures don't give a shit about the general public. No. And that's why we've got no faith and no respect in them because of what we're seeing, you know, it, it's the worst thing is, you know, it's like they should have just had the common decency. And, and that's something I've always lived by is just have the common respect and common decency for the people that are looking up to you and their, their, their hopes are in your hands. But if they're not bloody doing what they need to do, it's going to happen. That's why that's the, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to, shit's going to go down in the very near future if they don't get the yeah. finger out. So, yeah. but who, who could it be? Who could it be? Could be you, could be me, could be Dave down the road. You never know. Both of us. Can you could imagine, be... can you imagine that? We could, we could have a coalition, coalition and then we can get in. Team up. And then I think we could, I think we can agree. And I think the viewers of your show can actually agree as well that we could run Parliament better than. Who's running Parliament right now? I don't know. Depending about that, speak to my ex-missies. You know what I mean? She may say something different. Even my current missies may say something different about that. She's probably sitting there right, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, I can't help it. The floodgates have opened. I'm. It's good fun. It's, a good, it's good to put on my CV, try to run the country. Fucked it up. <laughs> can't go wrong with it. So... After that, so so where we've got we, we you do you've got a show at the minute as well. You've got your own podcast too, haven't you, Callum? What's this all about? Oh, multiple things, multiple <laughs> things I've got going That's on. A broad um, question to ask. <laughs> broad question. Where do you want to start? So you've got you, um, you, so you, I got uh, a show called. You've, I was going to say, you started your podcast. So that, that's what, The reason I want to talk about that is because you've went into like, you, you've kind of mixed up a little bit by, instead of building it from just like getting, because everyone's, whenever they started a podcast, they always start interviewing their mates, they start interviewing that, but you decided to go, fuck that, my mates are fucking boring, I'm going straight for the top. So you went straight for the influencers, which is a very clever move, I think. 
I, I, you've you've got to, you've got to start, you know, in the best possible fashion. I thought at the minute, I think it's hard to, you know, I think the worst thing that I could have possibly done is interviewing friends because I thought I needed to, I needed to start with a purpose. I think interviewing friends, it's the same old shtick that I've seen in loads of different podcasts. I've seen and it, it happens consistently. So I thought I need to do something that I've not really heard much of. And I, and I, and I knew that, I knew that TikTok was a big trend at the time. And I thought, all right, how, how good would it be to start off by interviewing TikTok uh, influencers? So I thought this, this could be a, a good thing because TikTok is very highly regarded in the UK. So I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to download the app. I'm not going to use it because I'm not a TikToker at all. I don't understand the app. I never will. And I never have. I love but, it. I, I, but I thought, yeah, you do look like the kind of... I love it. T- I think TikTok's amazing. I can't lie to you. I can't, I'm addicted. Callum, I'm addicted. <laughs> so much fun, though. So much but fun. But I, I thought, you know, I, I, I'll check the app out. I'll see who's really trending. So yeah. I'm like bollocks. I'm contacting the people. You know, I I, I don't hold back. I'm not going to, like, say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait a bit. Fuck that. I'm going in and I'm fucking calling Ollie Ball out and I'm calling, you know, the pool guy out and I'm calling, you know, Hannah Lothar out. I don't give a shit. I'm getting them on my show no matter what. I I have a I have a mission and a drive. And when you when you interview one big TikToker, the next big TikToker comes in. It, it, it's it's like it's like a web. Once you get all the big people in, more and more will come. And then it raises your profile even more to move on to the next topic that you want to look at and the next topic and the next topic. But I've always said with all the categories that I'm looking at, I want a lot of episodes in, you know, with that, I don't want to do 10 episodes a season or, 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 or 20 episodes a season. It's a hundred episodes a season. Wow. And the more and more, you know, and, and, and TikTok's such a broad community. I just, I don't just want to go for the big TikTokers. I want to go for the growing TikTokers. Because you never know, the growing TikToker that you interview can end up being the next big TikToker in the next five years. You just don't know with the app. And there's new people coming on every single day. So it's 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 so diverse. I say that's 100 episodes in one season. That's a lot. Because I did, I think mine was about 25 for my first season. I'm in season two now, which I'm near on the end of it, to be honest. I need to really have a think about that. Am I the last guest of season two? That's an honour. <laughs> it's not unfortunately you're probably mid-season we're going for a mid-season hiatus we think we should I, I can now. deal with mid-season I can deal with that <laughs> but 100 episodes that's a lot is this going to be a, like a weekly show a daily show or what yeah the, the show is daily we've we've so far got um uh what was it 27 episodes in so far which is re- really good um we've got big interviews coming up uh the pool guy I've got coming on um i've got um rem dog from bad education he's coming on uh i can't wait to get him on i've got um i need to do my local mp on there um wow a lot a lot a lot of good interviews so far and the next joe rogan is here the next joe rogan there we go look at that i'm determined i'm determined to knock that motherfucker off his uh, high horse. If you can, I tell you what, right? I'm going to sit there and just give it, yeah, whatever. And I tell you what, in about 10 years' time, I'm going to be sitting there in my deck chair, podcasting, Mike, hanging up from a retirement. And I'll look to this papers and I'll just see Callum just signed a $200 million deal with Spotify. And it went, it we're looking at me, his first quote went, Ryan, I told you. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's only went and done it. 
But hey, if you don't have dreams like that, I'd, I'd, I'd sign you straight to a deal, right? I'd sign you straight to it to a deal. I don't want your fucking cast offs. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate that, but that's just it. That's it. The thing is, was we, we the stuff that we're doing now in the podcast and landscape, it, we're literally just scratching the surface of everything like this. This is going to blow up very soon, and I think. The problem that I'm seeing now, this is, I don't know, I'm going to get your opinion on this with podcasting. I want to get your opinion on this because I've not really had a chance to speak to other people about it because they're not really, kind of, they don't really, I don't give a shit really, to be fair. But podcasting yeah. right now, it's become so popular that it's now becoming shit because people are using it not effectively in the way they should be. A lot of these businesses and marketers are using it to say, we, we're trying to build our brand and build all this. And don't, not doing it the way we're using it because we want to build a show. We want to build a community. We want to do this. These guys just want to make money. And I think it's now becoming towards, when you turn around to him, goes, oh, I'm a pod, I do podcasts and like, oh, what course you sell or what you selling? It's, it's not like that, you know? And that is the one thing that's yeah. pissing me off. Do you think that? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't stand the people that are, are just in it for the money. I, I said this before and I'll say it again. All the best podcasters, they start, they, they get big because they're good at what they do and they do it because they love it. And then ultimately their passion gets showcased by all the viewers listening in on it. And that's the reason they get big. If you're going in just for the money, you're setting yourself up for a fail. You yeah. really are. You're setting yourself up for a fail. I love this. I love doing this. Mm. And you notice a lot of people that want to get into radio, they get noticed from podcasting. You, you notice that a lot more. There's so many. I mean, if you do what you love, Joe Rogan got big because he talked about what he loved. Yeah, that's true. You know, they were just having so his mates about, getting pissed and just having a laugh, really, wasn't it? Yeah. If you're passionate about what you love and it comes off well to the listeners, you're in the big time. Yeah. That's it. That's that's what you want to do, sort of thing. So, so you've got you've got things going on at the minute, Callan. So it's I'm excited for you. To be fair, I'm looking forward to see where that's going to take you because I'm excited. The only bad thing about it is you're a Chelsea fan, which oh, you got to you got to forgive me for that, Ryan. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give. I'm a Man United fan myself, so you can't. I can't really say much. But hey, at least we we're going to be Champions League next year. (laughs) At least we're not squad overhaul. You need a squad overhaul, mate. Oh, I tell you what, you've seen the latest one. Who we're going to get, Harry Kane, next season. We're going to get Erling Haaland. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> He's that guy that's scoring all the goals in the German league. Oh, it's a German league. We don't care about the fucking Deutsch league, man. Harry Kane, United next season. That's what's going to happen. And then we're just going to that destroy would be a, That would be a deal. That would be a fucking deal if you actually got that through. 150, 175 million he's going for. That's a, that's an obscene amount of money. Especially for his age as well. He's like 27, isn't he? So that's that's a, that's a fucking good deal for someone that age. He's obscene, but still an obscene amount of money. I, to be fair, right, I could see that going up to 250, you know. I could really 250 see, million. I could see that going up there, to be fair. Christ, do you remember back in the day when you thought like 10 million pounds for a striker was a really good deal? And now they're going for like 250 million. It's unbelievable. It's getting ridiculous now. It's like it's like Formula One, you know what I mean? It's just stupid money just being chucked about, you know. Actually, I just don't understand how people can make profit in football anymore, you know? How can people actually make a profit is ridiculous. 
I think they're all drug dealers. They're all drug dealers. They're all selling drugs to their mates. That's all they're doing. That's that's how they're making their money. Selling selling heroin. I can imagine they're just like meeting up in a back alley and just saying, yeah, we'll, we'll give you this if you give us Harry Kane. And, yeah, that's and then, it. Imagine give, you me go- stuff. give me the fucking stuff. <laughs> you're going downstairs to your car. You're in Manchester. You're going to go and grab a bag. And this guy rocks up and it's one of the glaciers. He comes over and he's like, you all right, bro? And I was like, what the hell are you doing? I was just, this is what I do. I was, how do you think? I want to give like I, I want to give a, a, a special hashtag out for the viewers that support Man United. Hashtag glazers out. Oh, I mean, that's been trending for years, absolute years, mate. It's they need to get this done, man. They need to get it sorted. Well, they were one of the pivotal things of that Super League. They were up for it, weren't they? They were like, yep, let's do it and all that sort of stuff. But bastards. I think they, they must have known that it was just going to fall straight down on their asses. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was. Especially when Arsenal decided mm-hmm. to kind of move out. Then Chelsea, Chelsea and Arsenal were the same time, weren't they? They decided to go, no, this is a bad idea. And then uh, everyone decided to kind of, yeah, this is, this is going to go P-Tong now. <laughs> All right, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Callum, where can people find you? What can we do to find out your, your, your shows and what you're up to? Where can people find you? Well, they can find, uh, firstly, my work, District Dubs, my radio podcast show at uh, WN dubbingthedistrict.podbean.com nice. uh, or District Dubs uh, on Facebook and District Dubs it up on Instagram. Uh, also, you can find the Weekly Crack with Mac on Facebook at the Weekly Crack with Mac and also the Weekly Crack with Mac on Spotify. It's hard to say that goddamn podcast is such a such a long name um, on Spotify and also Keswick Catchup as well on Facebook. Uh, you it's, can search that up. Jesus Christ, anything you don't do? Anything else? <laughs> Yoga. That's yoga. There you go. We start yoga. a yoga podcast up next. Brilliant. Guys, if you want to have a listen to it, I'll put it there. I'll put all these details, Callum's details in the comments below. But saying that, I think we've kind of leave it there. Callum, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We definitely need to do this again. Yeah, man. Have a lot of fun. We have to do this again, 100%. Great, great. And if you want me to... Uh, make, sure, make, sure, make sure next time you do a game show that you remember the order. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you ever catch up with Callum's uh, game show, I did really well in my episode. It's been absolutely you great. Did. You Is did. Is that released I yet, was by the really way? Proud of it. Uh, it'll be released on the 10th of June. 10th of June. So there you go. 10th of June, guys. You'll see yours truly. Try it out at the coveted prize. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. It's, it's a great episode. It's one of the best episodes you've done, I think. Follow it. Uh, well, because you we're on it. Of course, exactly. you were on the show, so it's the best. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it actually is. It is a like a, an eight-hour show. So, um, it's the it's no, it's eight hour. No, the record so far is seven hours twenty minutes, but this one I think is going to be eight hours thirty. So I think you are will be appearing in the longest ever episode. Jesus, Jesus, it's tag and well, looking forward to that but one. If Cal- you want to listen, oh. the, if you want to listen to the most unique show that you've ever heard. District Doves, check it out. It's the most unique show you'll ever hear in your life. Better than Radio 1. God, that's a big shout. I love that. I love the conference. Callum, it's been an absolute pleasure. And you, my friend, it's good. Thank you for having me on. Take care, buddy. And you. Bye, mate.